Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. Have you hired a marketing agency before? There's a good chance that you haven't been happy with the results or the outcome. It's said that digital marketers are worse than used car salesmen. Now, as a digital marketer myself, that's painful to hear, but honestly, a truth in the industry. There are many bad actors in the industry, but I've distilled this down to one key factor, deliverables versus outcome. Foundationally, this is the key principle that no one wants to talk about, but the biggest issue in the industry. On this episode of Growth Hack, we brought on Dennis Yu. Dennis is a former Yahoo search engine engineer who optimized ads and analytics across search and social platforms. He's taken his passion for digital marketing and turned it into training to create good jobs for aspiring digital marketers. Dennis has managed campaigns for the Golden State Warriors, Nike, and Rosetta Stone. Welcome, Dennis. Hey, what's up, Julian? I want to interrupt this episode real quick to give some context behind the story that Dennis is about to share. So last week, Dennis posted on LinkedIn, and it was a story about a husband and wife team who lost $12,000 over six months with a marketing company. The context is they hired this agency to build a website and promote themselves. So over six months, $12,000 was spent. In short, the company did build the website, did promote some ads, but in terms of results, they were left with really no results. So because this is a friend of Dennis, Dennis actually offered to go down to San Diego to meet the husband and wife team and the marketing agency. Dennis shares more about this story on his LinkedIn, and he has an article on this. The net resolution was that the agency felt that they had done their part and they had built a website, they had ran ads, and in terms of actual outcome, they felt that they weren't held accountable to that. So that's why we created this episode to sort of question this idea of deliverables versus outcomes. So let's listen in to what Dennis says. I'm so glad to have you here and, uh, you know, let's get started with this. So in the world of hiring a marketing agency, can you explain to us the difference between a deliverable and an outcome? Well, a deliverable is the stuff that you have on a contract so you can't get sued. So it could be, you know, it's something you check on a box. I could build a website. I had a meeting. I made a tweet. But the outcome is going to be the business result, which is what the business wants. So the business wants revenue. They want leads. They want more customers. They want more sales. And our hope is that the deliverables and the outcomes are closely interrelated. But in the world of marketing, you have the fundamental problem of the client doesn't understand the specifics of what's being done. Just like if you go to a mechanic and your car isn't working and the mechanic says, well, I can do this, this, and this. How do you know that's what actually needs to be done? And even if they do those items, is your car going to run as you expect it to run? We're getting straight into this and and, and into the deep part. So I guess I'm going to ask you the really tough question. I mean, this is the second one, but this is super tough. Do you think marketing companies should operate based on deliverables or outcomes? It's completely up to the marketing company. And there's a phrase that I learned from doing five years in Latin called caveat emptor, which is buyer beware. So there are marketing companies that do small things, like they'll edit your videos. And if they do a good job in editing your videos or filming your videos, but that doesn't drive you any sales, can you really blame the agency? No, not really, because they did their part, which is to give you that video. Now you need to use that video and run ads to it and get people to see it and make sure that when you answer the phone, when people call and you turn that into a customer, there's like lots of different steps. But if you're a marketing agency, 
that is promising or setting the expectation, written or not, that if you work with me and I'm a marketing agency and, and you're a chiropractor and I'm going to help you get more leads and patients, then it doesn't really matter what the tactics are. Let me ask you, Julian, when was the last time when you signed up for a frequent flyer program or any kind of thing and there's like a 20-page contract, when was the last time you read the whole thing? Never have. Then why don't you read it? Too much and I probably would get confused and I wouldn't understand it. When you bring your car to, you know, let's say you have a, you know, a Tesla and you bring your Tesla, it's not that these things break very often, but you, you go to the dealer because there's something wrong, right? And they say, okay, well, there's something wrong with the brakes and we have to do this one thing and change this one particular part and it's going to be $1,000, right? And then there's 20 pages of fine print and all that. Are you going to read that fine print? Absolutely not. Because you trust that the dealer is going to get your car fixed. So implicitly, you're trusting that that's what's going to happen. And that's the problem or the good thing with marketing agencies. Here's what we've learned from coaching thousands of digital agencies. If the client is not getting results, what are they going to do? They're going to complain or cancel. Yeah, they're going to leave. And what do you think the churn rate is for average digital agencies? How long do they hold on to customers? You know, it's very interesting because I've been part of many, but I'd love to hear what... what Because uh, I, I know you worked with a lot. I'd, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that. Agencies that mainly focus on social media, their churn rate is 90 days. So they keep their clients three months. Agencies that focus mainly on PPC, like Google Ads, and the associated things like call tracking and landing pages necessary to run Google Ads, they're about a year. And agencies that bring those together and drive to the result of driving calls, their retention rate is 36 plus months. I was just with my friend Welton Hong, who runs an agency that focuses just on funeral homes. He just serves funeral homes for Ring Ring Marketing. He's got 300 funeral homes, and he's very good at doing this for funeral homes because he knows exactly what ads work for funeral homes. He knows what the performance benchmarks are. He knows how to build all the systems. And every time he gets a new funeral home, he just runs the whole, se whole set of systems over and over again. Guess what his retention rate is? Uh, my guess is it's upwards of 90. It's 99%. And he's been growing like crazy because these clients never leave because he continues to drive great results. Because they don't need to, right? They don't have time to shop around. They only shop around when there's a failure, when, there's, when they're confused, when they're not sure what's going on. And one of the things that Josh Nelson teaches, and I think Josh Nelson is the best teacher of all digital marketing agencies because he runs a seven-figure agency himself that just serves plumbing companies, right? He's making $4 million a year just serving plumbing companies, and he's helping thousands of agencies as part of this thing here. But what's the number one thing that when he teaches, what do you think is the number one reason that clients leave? Maybe lack of communication? L that is very close. Lack of communication is one part of perceived indifference. So perceived indifference is why clients leave. Why do you think that is? Tell us. Perceived indifference means that you don't care. The, the client thinks this agency just wants to collect my money and charge my credit card, or they've got me locked into a 12-month contract. So- Whatever, you know, I'm making all this money, living this great lifestyle. I don't care about my clients. I'm so big. I'm too important. I won't answer the phone. I don't communicate, you know, just like what we saw with Aaron Gobitis with this Go Be Rewarded thing that caused us to come together when we saw this disaster happen for my friend Philippe. It was the lack of, it was the perceived indifference 
and the, the lack of driving business results that caused this whole issue to happen because Philippe ran out of money. It's just him and his wife doing massage, right? Their husband-wife massage therapy team. And COVID, of course, destroyed their business because two years ago, San Diego, all the massage places had to shut down. And then it opened back up a year ago. And his revenue has been, it was $2,000 a month when things opened up. And you know that's not enough money to support a family and an office and all of this kind of stuff. Then they hired this agency that you know, Go Be Rewarded, and they've been with this agency for six months, and their revenue was the same at $2,000 a month while they paid $12,500 plus an ongoing monthly annual contract for several thousand dollars a month. So it was the lack of care and the lack of results that was the issue. I want to go back for just a second because I think you, you you covered this thing between deliverable and outcome, and it's up to the agency, right? And I, I think it's a very interesting problem. I, I've been part of several agencies, and I started my own. And there, there was always a, this sediment of we deliver deliverables. We, we commit to deliverables. We don't commit to outcomes. When you're working for someone or, and, you're, and your paycheck is from them and your livelihood is, is based on them, you kind of just go about and you're fine. Like that, 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 it, that it is what it is. At some point, I started feeling conflicted inside. And I said, well, you know, these people aren't coming to us for a website. They're not coming to us for SEO or a social. They're coming to us because they want more customers. And as I matured myself and as I developed like my strategies and, and, and conversations and business acumen, I, I just was, I just found that to be a problem. I just found that to be a big issue. It's a huge problem. So imagine Julian, sorry, let me ask you this one question just because I, I didn't see it from before. Let's say Julian, that I was a client and I didn't know anything about digital marketing and you needed the money for whatever reason. Right. And I said, Julian, I really need TikTok ads but you've never run TikTok ads. But then you say, sure, Dennis, I'll run TikTok ads. It'll be $20,000. And then the, the contract says, Julian will create 10 TikTok ads and he will you know, do whatever. And, and you actually do. You create some TikTok ads. You've, you don't know anything about TikTok ads, but you, you do your best trying to learn. You maybe study a bunch of YouTube videos one evening to try to learn. And you run these TikTok ads and they don't drive me any sales and I go out of business. And then you say, hey, I did what was on the contract. I made 10 TikTok ads. Now, whatever happened, I can't guarantee that you're going to drive sales. That's on you, right? In my opinion, the problem is there are two separate conversations happening. One, the business owner wants sales. And second, the, the, the commitment by the agency is a, a, uh, is a deliverable, right? So they're having two widely separate conversations. Well, the salesperson on the agency side is giving the promise, although not in the contract, but is assuring the business owner that, hey, if you hire my agency, I'm going to make your business better and you're going to get more sales. So they have a conversation verbally, but then when it's time to sign the piece of paper, the piece of paper says something else. And that's where the disconnect, that's where the ethical problem is, is the that that small business is trusting that they're like, okay, if, you, if you're telling me that this is what I need to do, like all this weird SEO stuff and these different tools and whatever, like, okay, I'm trusting you. It's an interesting thing because I, I, I was going to ask you the question, you know, what, what is the industry need, right? And so I, obviously you're, 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 you're drawing up a very solid conclusion, which is an agency should have a focus, right? 
They should have a focus because this focus should be something that they understand. They understand the business. They understand the industry. They understand the odds and ends. They understand the ebbs and flows. So, so I think that's great. Now, let me ask you this, though. Do you think regulation needs to happen? We need education and we need measurement. Because if we have government regulation, then that's going to be more rules and laws and certifications and standards boards. And it, it's not about having penalties. The educated small business owner should know you need to hire someone who, who works only, who specializes only in your type of business. Just because you can trick a small business owner doesn't mean that you should. It's really that simple. That's where I have the ethical problem. The days of online marketing now in 2022 and beyond, this is not... 15 years ago. You cannot, you cannot try to do everything for everyone. I'm glad you actually brought this up because um, I started my agency. So I've been in digital since for the last 15 years. Um, for, for, the, for the many years that I worked for someone else, they didn't have specialties and they were doing everything for everyone. And it was, it's, it, to your point, it, it's been the wild, wild west for a long time, but the market is getting sophisticated and it's not what it was 10, 15 years ago. When I started my company, I started it four years ago. I knew I needed to find a niche. Now I'm I'm gonna offer that I have my own journey, right? And this is how I, I got to it, but I knew I had my own journey. I knew I liked e-commerce. That's what I knew I liked, but I needed to figure out what my specialty in e-commerce was. I liked the adventure category, so we were kind of exploring that. But I'm gonna be honest, in order to survive, I did work in cross uh, in, in several segments. But I always had the intention of finding a niche. Well, two years ago, luckily, th- I mean, bless the gods, I found it. And now we are podcast marketers, and that's all we are. We market podcasts. Yeah, and you're good at it. And that's because that's the thing that you do, and you do it over and over and over again. You're not trying to do everything under the sun. Absolutely. And, and, and it shows in two years since we niched down Headspace, SiriusXM. I mean, these are clients of ours. So like it, it shows that it, it's worked and, and niching down does work. So I, I, I like the, the, the thought of not letting the government regulate things. I do, I do like that thought. Now, I will offer this because I, I think we, we should hear all sides of the argument is when you go to a doctor, you're not going to go to uh, a podiatrist for a, a lung problem, right? So we so we have all co- we have doctors, which you could call us digital marketers. We, they're doctors, but we go to specialists for very specific things. Now, in their world, they have their board. So you're on the board of uh, you're, you're you're boarded for a very particular certification, right? For pulmonary, for cardiovascular, for neurology, for internal medicine, for, you know, all these things. So, um, and, and we're starting to see some sophistication because you've got the Google ad certified, you've got Facebook ad certified, you've got these different certifications that you can have. But to your point, we have not seen a specific niche. So it's not like uh, the funeral home industry marketing is is rewarding that industry with this particular thing saying these are funeral home experts, right? Or we're this. So I think to your point, education is going to be huge. And hopefully this episode can reach as many people to hear that you need to niche down. You can't be everything to everyone because you're going to be nothing to no one. And you're a podcast marketing pro. So what better place to share this message? 
<laughs> Absolutely. Look, Dennis, it's been great having you. I know you're busy. Is there any final words that you would like to say amongst the story, what happened, or where do you think the industry should be going? There's a phrase that I hear in industries that have a lot of fluff, and it's called sunlight disinfects. And the way it applies here is if you've got a dark room where no one really knows what's going on and people are making all kinds of claims, because in digital marketing, right, you can fool all these small business owners. When you turn the light on in the room and then you realize how ugly things actually are, don't get mad at the guy who turned the light on. Can you share a little bit about what you do and how someone can work with you? So we are practitioners. And in order for us to be able to deliver excellence, measurable results by people who are competently trained, we have had to do a lot. We've Not that we want to be course builders or be in the you know, business of selling training, but we've had to sell training in order to help avoid these problems and help our people become more competent. So if you take a look at coachyou.com or if you Google me, you'll see that we've got a ton of training. And the majority of that training is free. So whatever topic you want, you can Google it and Google it with my name and you'll see the training we have on how do you do digital plumbing so you can measure everything. How do you make one minute videos, which is the key to being able to scale on social media. How do you run Facebook ads for a dollar a day? How do you do search engine optimization so you can outrank other people in the Google local three pack with your GMB? So we have almost all that training out there for free. I mean, just like YouTube, you can learn almost anything you want out there, but we also have services. Right? You can buy consulting directly with me. You can buy group membership to be among other small businesses that are learning to grow their brand. Right, That's what we call office hours. So there's many different ways. My overall mission is to create a million jobs. In order for us to create a million jobs, we need thousands of agencies and small businesses that are learning and growing. And then they're hiring our friends in the Philippines. They're hiring other young adults, like our program with Jake Paul called the Financial Freedom Movement. So it's all about education and a in something that's competent, where there's a, a certification, where there's measurement behind it. And we believe that just like with the airline industry, where you mentioned, you know, medical, like a, podiat a podiatrist shouldn't be working on a lung infection. Well, someone who works on auto repair should not be working on a restaurant. Those are completely different. And we want to help make that possible by bringing everybody together. So for those of you guys that are listening and watching, I'm so glad that you guys are here. I'm so glad that Julian reached out. There's a lot of nonsense and noise and garbage in our industry and it takes all of us to clean it up let me ask you one last question hey julian do you know why gurus call themselves gurus Ooh, i've heard this one before i've heard it before tell us because they can't spell charlatan <laughs> You know, it's funny, Dennis. I made a post about this episode uh, on LinkedIn that it was coming out, and um, there was there was a, someone who commented, someone who I know um, had made it commented on a story, and the guy said um, that he, I guess he had worked with said, "Yeah, I'm from SEM Rush, and oh, you know, I I can I can really get things done for you, and so on." And I guess you know, months later, no results, right? The people that are the things they are, they don't need to say they are. 
right? It's like you don't need to say you're a guru. No one no one's questioning that. No one's questioning any of that stuff. I don't, you know, I don't need to say that I'm this big person or that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the people that need to come off as the expert or the guru are the ones that are saying it. The one oh, like I I worked at SEM Rush. Who cares? You're right. So anyone who has to claim they're whatever they are, they're overcompensating. So something they're covering something. Absolutely. All right, guys, in the show notes, it's, it'll be coachyou.com. You'll be able to get uh, access to him. Most of Dennis's stuff is free. I've known actually Dennis for years. Dennis, let me ask you a question. You won't know this. I know you won't know the answer, but do you remember the first time we ever met? You, you got me stumped. Help me. Yeah, there's no way you'll remember it. So we were at, uh, we were at uh, uh, Daryl Eve's conference and you were, yeah. Vid something. Okay. We were at Vid Summit and you did a speech, uh, a little seminar with um, the sock guy. I forget his name. I oh, thought. Brennan. Yeah. Brennan. You did it with Brennan and, and, and you talked about how, you know, how to outsource. And that was the first time we met. So uh, it's great that it, it's come full circle. That was like that three or four years ago. Yeah. That was three, four years ago. Okay. Wow. Your memory's way better. Well, Dennis, thanks for coming on the show.